Blog Talk Radio. With the number one overall selection. How does an undrafted prospect turn into a whole thing? Around if you put on desire. Small school. Big school. Have to be the best to get paid in. Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I'm your show host, Bo Marchant, and as always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us. Can you folks believe that we are one day away from the 2019 NFL Draft? It's been an amazing run. Again, we had over 200 prospects on the show, and we have a great lineup for you tonight. And we're going to start the night off with one of the best linebackers in the entire class. He hails from Alabama. And some guys peak in college, and some guys start to ascend upon their departure of their collegiate level. And I think that's the fact that goes into Mac Wilson, today's guest. Mac, welcome to the program. Um, can you believe your college career is kind of come and gone, and, and now you're a day away from finding out where you're going to be playing in the National Football League? No, I can't believe it. Uh, time definitely flew by. And, you know, I'm just excited on, you know, what the future holds. And I feel like, you know, whatever team drafts me, gonna, you know, going to draft a great guy, a great character, and great leadership. Now, for you, I mean, growing up in Montgomery, Alabama, and Alabama being such a powerhouse, I mean, has it kind of been a little bit of a Cinderella story for you, being able to grow up in Alabama, go to the, you know, arguably the, you know, the greatest college dynasty in football, and, and now you're, you know, knocking at the, you know, on the door of the National Football League? Yeah, definitely. You know, coming from Montgomery, you know, it's it's not an easy route. And, you know, Montgomery have a lot of history with the civil rights movement and things like that. And I feel like, you know, Martin Luther King kind of paved the way for, you know, the black people in Montgomery. And he kind of, you know, did everything right and things like that. So coming from Montgomery, especially where I'm from, you know, with just hanging around in the hood and stuff like that and growing up with some of my friends who was game bangers, who was just not doing the right thing, didn't have their head on track. And I feel like I had, you know, separate myself from that when I was younger. Because, you know, me being young, I feel like I had to mature faster because my dad really wasn't around, so my mom was raising just boys. So with me maturing, it was help, it helped me, you know, to see with a better vision. And I feel like, you know, I knew what my future held for me, so I changed and I feel like I got my life on track and I never looked back. So just coming from Montgomery, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty rough. Depends on, you know, what side of town you're from and where you grew up at, but you know, every player has their own story, and you know, I feel like you know, I have I have a pretty good story. Definitely, and, and I'm curious. I mean, you know, Tracy Varner and, and Madhouse. Um, you know, I mean, they they're kind of a mentoring athletic center. How important were they just kind of helping you stay on the right track? Because I know when I talk to Tracy, you know, they talk about all the young men that they come in there and they just kind of develop and not only grow into athletes, but just grow into men that you know you can be, you know, say you know the dependable guys, respectable guys. Yeah, they definitely, you know, played a big role in my life. They impacted my life in a major way. 
but you know, just me me those guys, my eighth grade year in junior high, and just me kind of being comfortable and with open arms to you know accept them to be a part of my life. I feel like it's the best thing I could have done. I always show them great mentorship. They grind me hard. You know, when I'm wrong, they always on me. They never let me slip up in anything that I do, and that's that's what I respect about them the most. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, those are some guys that, you know, us athletes and us kids need in our life, you know, at a young age. So you really can, you know, kind of soak up everything and really know, like, there's plenty of ways to be successful instead of, you know, being in the streets, uh, hanging around the wrong crowd or things of that, that nature. So, you know, I just want to be able to impact, you know, Montgomery in any way as possible. So I just want to continue to do great things. And, you know, when I get my first when I get my first NFL check, you know, I want to do something big in Montgomery with, you know, just the environment I'm from and just, like, for the kids, you know, just for to show them that you could be in my shoes one day if you do the right thing. That's awesome. And talking about being a kid, and, and I mean, Growing up, I mean, were you the better athlete than most kids? I mean, if you're in the backyard or Pop Warner, Pee Wee, were you the kid that stood out, or did that take some time to develop into the guy that we see today? No, I was I was the kid that always stood out, I feel like, because I was bigger than everybody, stronger, faster, things like that. I can play any position on the field. So I was always good, you know, just growing up. You know, I had a, a, enough talent to get by and to beat up on the kids when I was younger because, I was, because of my <laughs> size. And – you know, once I got to high school, the competition got better. You know, I really had to develop a, a work ethic. And, you know, I had a guy who was Sean Dion Hamilton, who I looked up to in high school, and I was able to transfer over to the high school that he went to. And I knew how good he was. So, therefore, in my mind, I'm like, you know, I want to be better than this guy. I want to learn everything I can from him. I want to soak up all the knowledge. I'm watching him every practice, every snap, and seeing what he's doing, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, when you got that guy on your team who you can really look up to and you who you can really study and really just critique all the little things that he do, I feel like it'll make you a better football player. So I feel like Sean Dion, he helped me out a whole lot with my football IQ, athletic ability, pushing me to the limit and things like that. You know, I can't thank that guy enough. I mean, once again, Mac Wilson here on the C2P, the fantastic Alabama Crimson Tide linebacker joining us here on the C2P. If you folks miss any of these shows in their entirety, you'd like to listen to them or download them again, you guys can you know if you can check them out at iTunes and Block Talk Radio. Mac, I mean, we've only had you on for a few minutes, but I mean, I mean, it seems like you just have a very uh, sincere heart. I mean, and you talked about, you know, giving back to Montgomery. I mean, you've kind of been thanking people the whole show. I mean, uh, do your teammates and coaches kind of pick up on that nature that they know that you're the you're you know a guy I guess they could kind of go to in times of trouble or need and just be that positive attitude in the locker room? Uh yeah, for sure. I feel like you know my whole career at Alabama, you know I was always a guy. You know I really I was I'm a goofy guy. I don't get that wrong. I love to play. I love to laugh. <laughs> you know, and when it's time to get the business, you know it's time to get the business. So I'm not a guy who's gonna always yell and talk and just do all the screaming and things like that. You know, my my best ability, I feel like, is the way I lead by example, the way I do things. And guys on my team know that. And Coach Saban, we always talk every week. You know, he'll be in, in the office, you know, probably prepping for the team we're about to play, and I'll just walk in, just talk to him, check on him. And we'll just talk football for a minute, and he'll tell me to get out. He got to get back to work and stuff like that. But, you know, I feel like I had a great relationship with my coaches. They love me. You know, they trust me. 
and I feel like whatever they needed to get done, I was the guy who was going to make sure that it get done. And like I said, I was just sitting the call of the defense. And, you know, times like that, you know, I'll cherish forever. I can't thank my teammates enough and my coaches enough just for believing in me, you know, to be able to make those calls my junior year, which was this past year. And, you know, we, we had a lot of fun. You know, it didn't end the way we wanted to, but it was a lot of fun. Man, you guys are a lot of fun to watch. I think, uh, you know, I mean, if you root against Alabama, then it's going to be a painful process watching college football each season. But, I mean, I just love college football. So from the outside looking in, I just look at the dynasty part of it, and you were part of that process. I mean, uh, what you guys have been able to put together down there uh, is, again, we'll probably never see it again, at least in my lifetime. I don't think I'll ever see anything than what I've seen, <laughs> you know, since Saban kind of rapping. Again, you've been part of that. Um, now, you had your visits. I know you've been busy. I mean, what's it been like since you declared? I mean, you, you know, you've been, you know, you went to the combine, you had your pro days. I know you visited some teams. I mean, now you're a day away from the draft. I mean, when you look back, I mean, was it a roller coaster ride or did it kind of go pretty calm for you? It went pretty calm. It came fast, definitely. You know, it was something that every morning when I woke up, I talked to myself and I told myself, I'm like, I'm not going to let this process, you know, overwhelm me or drain me. I'm going to enjoy this process. I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to cherish it because it only comes once. So it's like, you know, I just push myself every day. I was just, I, I honestly had fun with this whole draft process. It hasn't been stressful. It hasn't been hard except for like training and just, just pushing myself to get better, get stronger, get faster and things like that. But throughout the whole process, it's been nothing but fun, you know, talking to different teams, meet different head coaches and things like that. All those things was fun. Like, having meetings and stuff at the combine with different teams. It was fun. It was challenging. They challenged you to, you know, their best ability. And I feel like I did a great job with the means. I didn't do pro day. I mean, I didn't do the combine. I did my pro day, had fun. I enjoyed that. Came back, did the makeup pro day just because I wanted to, just wanted to work. I just wanted to get some work in. So I came back, did the makeup pro day with Deontay Thompson. And I just feel like everything's just been, it's just been fun. Like I've been enjoying this whole process. And some players may say, you know, it was rough, it was stressful. I'm not letting you know, any of that get to me because at this point, you know, I feel like teams already know, you know, what guys they want. So what's already set in stone, God already wrote it. So I feel like, you know, it's it's just basically let the chips fall where they may. You know, and I pray, you know, that I get drafted early and that, you know, I prove everybody wrong that ever doubted me. And, you know, once I get to the National Football League, you know, somebody's going to have to feel me. Like all this pain and stuff that I have built up, you know, from when I was younger and just want to, you know, I just want to see my mom happy. So I got, you know, plenty of people that I'll be playing for, and I just can't wait to suit up and play football again. Awesome stuff. I tell you what, all our listeners or anybody out there that's going to listen to this show, if they don't love Mac Wilson yet, they're going to love Mac Wilson by the time they're done, done with this show. Fantastic job so far, Mac. Um, I'm curious, I mean, uh, when you're on these visits, I mean, do they give you any gear? And if they do give you a hat or maybe a T-shirt, how long do you wear it before you're maybe nervous that you might be on the plane again seeing somebody else and they don't want to see you in such and such gear? Uh, I mean, honestly, I haven't worn any of it. Uh, I just, you know, the stuff that I've got, had shirts and things like that. I just got it and just kind of put it up. And I'm possibly going to keep those things just for memories and things like that. I haven't really been wearing anybody, you know, stuff. Definitely. I'm sure it's an exciting time. Um, Now, the X and O part, I mean, uh, I asked this of all the guys that come on the program. Um, I mean, 
what what do you think scouts are going to love about you? What are those hallmark home run abilities that Wilson Mac Wilson brings to the table where they're going to say, "Man, we got to bring you aboard." Uh, for one, I feel like a, a scout team coach GM going to love about me is you know how I killed my means at at the combine. How confident I was when I walked into the room where it's 10, 15 people trying to make you feel uncomfortable. You know, how I was able to respond to the, the questions they asked me. How I was able to show them and tell them what everybody doing on the field when they threw that film on. Uh, you know, I just feel like they just going to love my confidence, the way I play the game, the the way I show that, you know, I can affect everybody on the field, uh, the way I make the plays, my athletic ability, and just, you know, as they watch the film, they can see that I'm a leader of the defense. They can see that I'm a signal caller, you know, because – I'm just out there just trying to make sure that everybody on the same page so that we can be successful, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not about me. You know, I can go out to a game on Saturday and have zero tackles. I'll still be happy because I know the 10 other guys that's on the field with me, they made plays, you know, even if we, we get the W, you know, they made plays. I know they made plays, so therefore I'm not down. I'm not sad. You know, at the end of the day, I just look at it as, you know, and maybe it wasn't my day, but, <laughs> that don't that doesn't dictate, you know, my performance on the field. I'm still gonna make every call, you know. So it's excellent. Man. I just basically, you know, try to praise those guys as much as I can because it's it's not about me, you know. Because I can stop playing football tomorrow, and like what's next? So it's not about <laughs> me, you know. It's about all those guys on the field. With me. It's about all the rest of those guys who suit up with me and things like that. So I, I have fun. I love to have fun. I love to joke on. We blowing people out, you know, in games. We gonna have fun. We out there joking. We out there. We just make. We just having fun, you know. And one thing I can say, a lot of people don't realize is, you know, at the beginning of our season, we was blowing people out. Like the first six, seven games, I want to say, we was blowing people out. So therefore, the starters we're only playing half of a game. We're only playing two quarters, and we did that almost half of a season. And, you know, people talk about stats, but look at the realistics about, you know, what we're talking about. Like, we're only playing half of games because we're blowing people out. You know, we can't help that. Yeah, we miss tackles. Yeah, we may mess up. Yeah, we may mess up on assignments and things like that, but you can't judge a player because of his stats. If you really want to know football, if you really want to judge a player, go look at the tape. Go look at what the kid is doing each and every snap, and you let me know what kind of player he can be or what kind of player he is. Yeah, well, I think I think you're going to be a fabulous one, Mac. I, like I said, I'm so excited to find out where you land tomorrow night. And if you don't land somewhere tomorrow night, you're going to be very, very early in the second. But I'm uh, crossing fingers that you are a first-rounder tomorrow night. Um, Mac, you've been fantastic. Before we let you go, though, we always like to have some fun. Uh, we call it three and out. Um, are you ready to take a shot with some off-the-wall questions? Yes, sir. All right, now, now I, I, I saw that video of you, Duncan, and I passed it off to everybody that I knew would appreciate it, and it was a fantastic windmill. Um, is that your best dunk, or is there another dunk that you hold in the arsenal that's even better than that? I think that's my best dunk, honestly. I, I really didn't windmill until my freshman year of college. <clears throat> so I feel like, Impressive one. I feel like that's one of my best dunks, the windmill and the frog splash, of course. <laughs> Excellent. And how about this one? Um, Coach Saban, one of the most uh, historical coaches in college football, 
Um, does anybody in that Alabama locker room do a great impersonation of Coach Saban, and would they do it in front of him? As far as, like, impression, right? I don't think no one can really imitate Coach Saban uh, besides Robbie Zell. He's one of our GAs who works at the facility, and I feel like he's probably okay. the best one that can imitate Coach Saban. And uh, Thomas Fletcher, our long snapper, he can imitate Coach Carpenter to the teeth. <laughs> nice. Excellent. And then the final one, um, you mentioned you're going to be spending tomorrow night and the weekend with your family celebrating this fantastic moment. Um, who in your family cooks the best meal, and what do you want them to prepare as you celebrate becoming a national football leaguer? Uh, honestly, it's my great-grandma. She passed away my senior year in high school. She's probably the best cook in the family. Uh, but as of right now, I probably have to go with my mom. Uh, I would want her to prepare for me something. I just want some smoked sausages or something. <laughs> Some ribs, some some good some good grilled food, and some of her uh, good pasta salad. Well, my aunt actually makes the pasta salad, but so, like things like that, like some good grilled food, some pasta salad, and things like that. Oh, excellent, my mom. If it, mom and the aunt are listening in, they know what they got to do. So uh, they got to get uh, get going, so everything is ready for tomorrow night and the celebration. Mac, hey man, we're almost out of time, but again, appreciate you. I can't wait to find out where you land. I know you're going to do big things in the National Football League. And just uh, best of luck. We always like to say stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Prominent. Once again, that is Mac Wilson, the standout Alabama linebacker here on the C2P. And I told you guys earlier in the show, some guys peak in college football and some guys begin to ascend upon their departure at the collegiate level. And this is one of these young guys. He's going to be a fabulous one at the next level. Anywhere he goes, he's going to be an impactor from day one. As always, we appreciate you listening to the C2P. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.